There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Good Anime Spotlight with Ethan, Jay, Mike, and our producer. Ethan, I gave you top billing on this one because you are going to take the lead and tell me <gasps> everything pseudo-intellectual about this from oh top to bottom. Dis- You're going to explain dissertation. What I want an entire means. dissertation on I'm all so excited. of these episodes. I want a frame-by-frame explanation of everything. Oh, speaking of which, the anime, Paranoia Agent. Uh, that's what we watched. Um so yeah. before we actually get into it, yes. what do you guys think? Just uh, just baseline. You guys enjoy it? Yeah, it was very good. I, I have seen it before. I think I'm the only one who's seen it before. Oh, really? I, I thought Mike had yes. seen this one too. I guess not. No. No. Oh, no, interesting. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, I don't even know about this one. You might have seen other Satoshi Kone con things like um, Papri- uh, Paprika, Paprika or Blue. Something. Yeah, it was it. Blue. Also, Tokyo. Have Sunday. you seen either of those? I've seen Paprika. Uh, I, s- okay, yeah. What about you, Mike? I think this is. I think this is better than. Paprika. I don't think so, but maybe. I like. I don't remember either of those. But if I watch them, I could tell you. But uh, I, I don't actually fine. know. I think he's a very. He's a very famous Listen, uh, director I, I've of anime. Seen Little Nemo Typically, movies. We're not doing Little I've Nemo seen again. Scroll, so I'm, I, you know, I'm back there. <laughs> I got some pretty old movies in my bank. I just don't know that these made the list. Honestly, I I don't think Satoshi Kon has done very many TV shows at all. No, I I took a look. There aren't really a ton of things that Satoshi Kon has done. Like I, I'm not saying that he's done nothing. It's just. I expected to see like a huge list of things, and I, I only he think there's like three 10. episodes of JoJo. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, other than that, uh, yes, Paranoid Agent is his only TV show. The only thing I can. Uh. Oh, also, I was told. Also, yeah, JoJo's is the only one where he was the writer, director, and animator. <laughs> so, like, it's the yeah the most the creative thing. control over three episodes of <laughs> fucking JoJo's. Not even the good one, the '93 one, which nobody likes. So you're uh, you're tapping onto something that I was gonna mention later on, but I think this was supposed to have been a movie. Um, I don't have proof of that right now, but I I had heard it. Paranoia Agent, mm-hmm. very likely. Yeah, very it sure likely. seems like it was supposed to be a movie. It sure um, seems like it could have been a movie. <laughs> producer, do, do you want in on this? I agree. Sorry, there were three. Yeah, okay, good. All right. it, well, I mean, and I mean that in the sense that it sure seems there were a lot of episodes that it just felt like they were like, yeah, but what if you made this a series? Yeah. They were like, all right, well, I guess what sure. do I do for like <laughs> six more episodes? Like, I don't know. You know, that, that was yeah. that was easily my biggest complaint about this show is that it was just too long. Um, but I, uh, I mentioned this to Kaylin, um, but I felt bad having criticism of this like because they clearly have like a goal for what they're doing and it's a very beautiful uh i almost called it a movie show um and i i don't want to talk shit on it it just feels like satoshi was forced to include more content when it simply didn't need it um like i think the message would have been better if you just like lopped out three episodes it might not be Probably. literally all three like it, it's not like you have to pick three like there are things that cut from it within, definitely you know? 
It definitely feels that way considering that this this show obviously like just straight up has filler episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, where there where there are episodes that just really just don't pertain at all to the main characters. They only really exist to give like a slightly different kind of interaction with the central paranoia agent theme. Um, and honestly, the only credit I'll give it is that a lot of those filler episodes are some of its best episodes. Like uh, I, number eight with the three ghosts is like actually fantastic. Yeah, the the three people that want to kill themselves is that the is that the yeah, one you're talking and about? successfully do yes. What a what a good what a good episode. This yeah, was. that that episode's fucking amazing. It's one of its best, and I it's completely disconnected from everything. So like, yeah, yeah, you could have definitely made this a movie and cut down a lot, and it would have been okay. But I would have been sad if I didn't get that. Yo, here's my take. To an extent, those are the know. episodes that don't need to be cut, though. I'm I'm saying there's a lot of content from the first. That's like, kind of fair. Like the first episode, I don't remember exactly what happened in it, but I, I remember vaguely enough of what happened in it. But, like, the first yeah. episode, basically keep it on change, probably most of episode two. But from, like, two-ish to around, like, seven, there's a lot of content that I, I legitimately was getting bored. Um, and, like, even though it was really well done, I was just like, dude, come on. Like, I got it. Like, I, I got the themes. Let's just keep going. Like, I, I, I'm ready yeah, to be on I would say on. one I would say like like one the through DID five girl? are perfect. I like that. Prostitute's great. I liked, okay, I well, liked, that was episode three, so I'm just all of these, Ethan out. No, 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 I'm not saying we cut them all out. What I'm saying is they just belabor these characters too much. Like, we spent three episodes, or what felt like three episodes, on the kid that thought he was, like, the swordsman, and I understand why we spent a lot of time on Unironically, it's only one. Is it yeah. really? Yep, yes, it is. It's it literally felt like only forever. one. Yeah, I mean, but no, had, it's just that they cut back to him a bunch. Had so the a, thing is, is that, like... Say, for example, like the first one, technically speaking, the first episode is all about um, uh, the girl, the anime cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, with the I little pink uh, dog. Uh, it's the, the, little, the bitch who needs to take a rest. Yeah, yeah, she definitely Sukiko does. Sagi. Sukiko. I remember Sukiko because I remember that goddamn dog saying it all the time. Maromi, yeah. baby. Maromi was the Sukiko, dog. Sukiko, take a rest, bruh. So, uh, yeah, so... Sukiko, like, she's episode one. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is even in episode one, they introduce little pieces of characters, like, all together. You get a glimpse of the fucking reporter guy. You get yep. a glimpse of the cops. The frog guy, yeah. And, like, it would be like, it's like kind of how, like, technically speaking, the cops each only have one episode, but they're in every episode. Yep. That kid who is the copycat uh, assaulter, I guess I can't can't call him a copycat killer because he never kills anybody. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that's. The, oh no! Wait, he does kill criminal? some people. They're just like not. Well, himself. <laughs> he kills himself. Yeah, I that's guess it. so. Yeah. yeah, he only kills himself. But um, yeah, that the copycat kid, like he's in a lot of episodes, but he only has one, especially and that being the one where like they're seeing it from his perspective, where again they completely change like the animation style and they you know. They, we go through his confession of what he did in the form of seeing it how he interprets it. And that's really his only episode. Right. Later, like, they interrogate him, like, three times, just like they do Tsukiko. They interrogate her, like, three times. And, you know, it, the thing is, is that, like, no matter what you do when you go to, like, an episode by episode, every one of the ones that isn't, again, like, obviously filler, mm -hmm. it's all has very important plot elements in it. 
your characters are always doing something. They're always revealing new information. They're always like making decisions and making changes. But yeah, you're still right that I think like, especially in the middle, it does drag a little bit. And yeah. I think that's partially because they're, they're trying to develop the character of little slugger, which again, fine. That makes sense. Sure, yeah. But halfway through, he keeps getting rewritten at a faster and faster rate. And it almost gets a little confusing. Just to confirm, I think right about. Do, do you mean the the like the manifestation of the little slugger, not like the yeah, kid yeah, because little slugger's not no 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 not the kid, okay, the cool, copycat. Cool, cool. I, I'm talking about like the character of the paranoia agent. Okay, yeah, just crazy. I wanted to make sure, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and like I think it's like right around episode six where you just flat out find out that little slugger is straight up not real. Yeah, that's where it drags for like two three episodes. You get episode six, which is all about Sukiko basically. Confirming to everybody that she made it the fuck up and the cops learning that they made it the fuck up. And that's the episode, I believe, where the kid kills himself. Which, again, it's like the episode after we do his whole thing. Either that or it's seven. But No, um, I think you're right. I'm looking at an episode list here and I'm trying to put pieces yeah, back together. And, and then after that, we get seven, which I'm not 100% what it is, but it's all about the one no, detective. Seven, seven is the one where he kills himself at the end. Is it's it? a, yeah, it's about the one detective, but then that's, you know, he has okay. that, like, whole, like, you know, breakthrough with the other cop, and then they go to the jail cell, and that's where they find him dead. The, okay, the, the okay. six so, was yeah. the one where you find out that the mob boss or the security guard was watching his daughter take off his, her clothes. Oh, God, yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus I mean, see, Christ. like, Seven's a good example of this. Like, I, that little side plot, I don't think it... I think it was valuable because it confirms that, like, the God. I mean, God damn it! Where I, the kid I hate, kills himself. No, no. I was gonna say seven. The the one where like, uh, or whichever one where the girl is like being spied on by her own dad. That's six. Okay, six. That's six. So like, I, I and a, and again, a little bit of seven, but like the entire thing, really beginning, middle, and end happens in six. I I just feel so bad leveling criticisms against stuff like this because I was about to be like, you could take that out. But, like, that little... Can you? Well, yeah. that's... Yeah, I'm basically going to make that case. Like, that little subplot reveals... If you hadn't tuned into it before, that, like, these people are cornered and probably kill themselves or attempt to kill themselves and then come to regret it. And this girl has that moment when she's staring down at the, the old lady who gets washed downstream. And she's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to die. Like, that's what that looks like? Fuck that. I don't, I don't want to die at all. That looks terrible. Yeah, that um, looks awful. <laughs> and, like, that happens in episode eight. Like, you know, so I guess technically it's a little redundant because, like, the ghosts... Uh, I actually want to talk a little more about well, yeah. episode eight later. But, like, you know, I guess some of this is redundant. But, like, they're good scenes. These are really well, good I scenes. Think, and I don't want to cut we're, them. We're, we're caught in the pickle of... I think they could have cut some of this out. But knowing what we know now, we can't choose what it is. But if yeah, someone had right. given us less of what this is, we probably would have been happy and because we wouldn't know anything different. But now that we know like all these scenes are good, you're right, it's kind of hard to figure out which ones you'd actually get rid of. Yeah. Because they're all like interesting. It does drag, but each scene more uh, differently interesting than the last while all kind of tying together about Little Slugger. So, you know. Yeah, I, it's yeah. just, it's hard to navigate this because, I mean, I, I guess just everything you said. And I, I, that's why I don't really, like, I'm excited to talk about this, like, obviously, but I I am hesitant to try to crucify it in any way because it's just all been 
it's all good. There's just too much of it. <laughs> it's just there's yeah, just too it, much of this show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. it's too much and of a good I, thing. Is like it is. I all think good. you're right. I think you're right that like this probably was going to be a movie and there was just too much. Yeah, and there's there nobody. Much, yeah, and I mean, he they didn't want to cut it. Thirty-five million dollar budget. They were. Oh no. no. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'll bet this fucking thing didn't even have thirty-five no, million. But it didn't. oh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's just uh, like uh, like I like we say so many fucking times. It's amazing how like watching this isn't exactly the most entertaining thing of all time. But every time you go to an episode and you try to drill down into a detail, you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. That was fucking great." Yeah. I was like, "Why? Why do I have this weird overall opinion of it when every single aspect of it is something that I just thoroughly enjoyed?" I don't get it. But it's doing something weird to my brain, and I could tell you right fucking now that I, I could drill down into any aspect of this and get something out of it, and I cannot say that about even some of the other really good things we had this season. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's a really good take. This is, this is packed to the fucking brim with great writing, not so great voice acting at times, and but whatever. it's old. Yeah. Yeah. It really, yeah, no, I, you know, it, I think honestly, that is what it is. It felt like there, the voice were, there were scenes in this that felt like... Um, I don't know, just older, just the way they did, like the the react, like the guy getting his forehead burnt, right? Um, yeah. Uh, there was just the way he was like, "Oh no, it's hot, it burns." It just brings me back to like I can't think of the specific thing in my head, but it's like it brings me back to older animation and voice lines where it just felt like they wanted to convey emotion, but it almost like they weren't allowed to like scream to do so. Mm-hmm. They had to like, mm-hmm. just kind of play it off. Yeah. Like, ah, it hurts. Please stop. Oh, did I you, did you watch it. the, did you watch the English dub? Yeah, of course I did. I, I did not oh. because you told me not to. Yeah. I, I said not to. So the thing is, is that this English dub is just not very good. Oh, okay. That's oh, what okay. I watched. It's not. The a lot of the English performances, like you said, are very stilted, and it was very like when did this come out? Like the early two thousands, I think, and uh, yeah, two thousand four. Dubs were not good, flat out not good. Like at this time, nobody made good dubs, and I think that part of it was that voice acting in Japan is a lot more respected, but also at the same time a lot more like industrialized. Sure. Um, voice acting is still kind of big in America. The issue is that it's more on one, like a bunch of really, really great voice actors who basically do everything. As opposed to in Japan, where it's a much more respected practice, but you still get some shit performances because some idol, you know, fresh out of graduation, uh, wants to be in a TV show. Sure. And they get somebody who, again, like can't fucking act their way out of a paper bag. It's okay. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give the classic argument of a lot of people prefer subs. One, because for a very, very long time, English dubs were just flat out fucking terrible. Like, they were objectively awful. And then, when they started getting better, I think a lot of people stuck with subtitles for really no other reason than because they don't speak Japanese. They don't actually understand when they're getting a good performance or not a lot of things just seem good and aren't and like a a classic example is like all the fucking shitty overacting that we see in the shitty anime you know like some shitty comedy anime where all somebody does is just scream into the microphone like it's bad the voice acting is objectively bad they're probably not a bad voice actor yeah that's just what the director is telling them to do yeah 
And it's a similar thing here with the English dub, where it's like, I'm sure that even some of these English voice actors for the show were decent, but they were getting told to like mellow it the fuck out. And it, it, a lot of these performances are like they're on fucking ketamine. It's rough sometimes. And yeah, like Mike was pointing out, like people will just be in pain or they'll have to like exclaim or like show some emotion and they do it exactly the same as when they stubbed their toe two scenes earlier. It's really rough. Yeah, I, I, this is the normal thing that we end up talking about, which is there are obviously bad actors out there, no doubt. Um, but very often I'm willing to side with an actor over a director because the director and the editor and everyone in the back room had to look at that and go, mm-hmm, that's good. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, all of you had to At least to in the recording studio. Me, yeah. like, legitimately, there are line directors that take you line right. by line, and someone has to make the final call to go, yeah, that was your yeah. best one. I mean, that well, thanks to the, <laughs> thanks to the, uh, the wonderful episode 10, where <laughs> we know exactly what that guy's job is and what his name was on Mellow Maromi, does, the yeah. other filler episode. This does have a lot of, um, just <coughs> famous, uh, yep. uh, like, um, frick voice actors, like the Johnny Young Bosch, the Power Rangers guy, he's in it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. He plays, uh, I don't know. Uh, the oh the elementary the school kid? Yuichi he plays Yuichi oh, That's I knew it I mean I had that pick um, immediately and then, Yuichi's uh, not bad but then you yeah, have okay Sam job. Regal and Liam O'Brien of Critical Role fame playing uh, oh okay playing Lil Slugger with Sam Regal and Mani Watts, <laughs> the younger what detective. fucking lines did he have uh, you know the Lil ones Slugger where the ones where like he, he has the whole episode like the, I think it's the whole episode right. Oh, no, wait, hold on. do you mean the kid who was copycatting him hold or on. actual Little Slugger? I wouldn't be surprised if they had the same voice actor. They probably do. Fair, but it would, I, I expect that they would have the same uh, voice that's actor. That's a good question. Oh, I, I, I don't know. It just, it just, no, it, it's not, it's not the guy that, uh, I don't know. Where the frick is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look into it. But anyway, I just think it's, you know, it was just fun to see that. Um, oh, no, he plays both. He plays both. Kozuka, and then doesn't Lil Slug? I don't know. It's also he's also Lil Slugger. He plays both the copycat and Lil Slugger, who looks like the copycat, or the other mm. way around. But anyway, okay, okay. So uh, he plays he plays both. Uh, I, you know, and you know what? I I honestly in my head, I guess I got <laughs> dyslexic because I saw. Hey, don't watch the sub. It's terrible. Watch the dub. So that's what I did, and I only saw it once. So. I have watched the sub in the past. I would just say one of the, not even the performances, but like they never translate any of the text. I th- yeah, I was going to say, I think because you said the dub doesn't have subtitles, I thought you said like the sub doesn't have subtitles. Like, oh, so I won't even be able to understand it. I got to watch no, the dub. That makes sense. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> how the hell did you watch episode eight? When like the forum shit's coming up and they don't translate a damn thing. I, I don't know, man. I mean the the forum the forum thing like it sort Whatever. of explains itself though because like they say no, that Fox is like you know a guy that's a legendary person in the forum and then every time Fox is like, have you thought about killing yourself with a, a tire second. iron? No, and it, then they just bust out a tire it, iron. It shows a little bit on that episode. It says Fox. Like, yeah, bit. yeah. He says like I'm gonna make them pay. Like, yeah, but before that's I go just out. because his is the only thing that just like happens to sometimes be in English. But ninety percent oh, of their well, their things. Oh, okay, well I didn't know because I didn't watch it in it's sub. A, so I it's genuinely... classic bilingual forum posting. Okay, well <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> the no, fool... there, there were some English words in those forum posts. They just right, were well, often in listen, other Japanese text. So again, it was basically like, because worthless. I only watched the dub. I didn't know. So, all right, fair Turns enough. out our but little hey, video you know, game get, boy is a fan of English. We get two perspectives here. I can tell you what the dub sounded like, yeah, and yeah. you guys can tell me what the sub sounded like. Bah. But anyway, let's go back to breaking it down. 
Um, yeah. So I wanted to well, talk. Well, I th- oh, yeah, think the ahead. next thing to um, go into. Well, it's fine. The next thing to go into is how each of these characters, I think, does provide a really meaningful look and a really different look into how. Well, I mean, the ultimate theme of the story is how like there there's a new generation and a new wave of people with a new brand of like utter hopelessness and it's telling you how that comes about both through their own decisions and through their societal context and i think every single one of them tells a very important story that like is not only cross-generational but ultimately links itself in in almost a kind of explanatory way to like post-war japan and the nuclear bombs I mean, the nuclear bomb thing, A, it's in the OP, and then yeah. also... Well, it's clearly connected to the, the that one cop. Like, yes, that's His what I was fantasy say. is an idealized post-war Japan, yeah. which is just like flat-out bonkers, considering that it is literally 50s Japan, a.k.a. They talk about like rebuilding the city. Like, we know why they had to fucking do that, brother. Wait, we're not... <laughs> it wasn't because of... It's not 50s, I don't what? think, is it? It is fifties, yeah. Then where where are all those fucking TVs coming from? And they're like nice TVs. There's like well, the whole one he's... scene where it like throws the TV in the ground, it doesn't break. Well, it flat out ain't fucking eighties, I'll tell you that. I'm just saying it's not the fifties either. I don't think fifties. I, I Japan think that there are just TVs some TVs. Like I think there are TVs in there because that's, you know, the real world bleeding through a little bit. Okay. As far as I remember, there was only the one TV and it was the one the other cop used to try to contact him. Like a literal piece of the modern world bleeding through. Yeah, but also like what about all the fucking backpacks that are that Marumi character? I mean, that shit is not the fifties. Well, that's because Marumi is also infected here because a little uh, certain certain cartoon character creator has entered the chat. Yeah, I, I, I follow that. I don't know. I, I just didn't think it was 50s. I, we, remember, there's really two episodes where we see a lot of this. And I think the first one, where he's walking around by himself, we only see 50s stuff. You mean like episode one, you're saying? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that the show takes place in the 50s. Oh. I'm saying the head cop's fantasy world takes place in oh, the 50s. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, my bad. All right, we're, we're back on. Yeah. You're talking about the like yeah. his literal idealized one that happens in episode twelve right. and thirteen, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. That's that's post war fifty. And what I'm saying is that like all of paranoia agent is trying to trace that generational trauma and that hopelessness back to the reconstruction of the like World War Two. Uh, say more on that. I, I definitely was here for like the hopelessness vibe. Um, I think they made that pretty clear. Uh, to be honest, sure. the episode 13, and I'll let you go after this. Episode 13, the first half of it, I was like, this is what I expected to see. And then the second half of it, I was not expecting to see at all. Um, so whenever I was... The a giant goo? <laughs> no, 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 not the goo. I, the things on the screen I was prepared for. I, I was ready for Sato- Satoshi. No, shit, what's his name? Satoshi. Okay. Who? who? The director. Who are we referring to? Yeah, Satoshi Kon. Okay, so I, I was expecting Satoshi to pull out like some crazy shit that was, you know, representative of what was going on. I expected this the theme to stay pretty true to like the general idea that when you are hopeless and when you feel completely isolated, that you will start considering suicide and ways to escape society, whether it is literally su- uh, suicide or whether it is you hiding behind like modern media and using it so that you don't have to interact with the world at all. 
And like, right. and that's, and it was cool for the cop because like his idealized version is somewhere like in, you know, post-war Japan. And he's like, look, right. nothing can get me here. I'm safe here. That's his well, thing. And, but then it's also, not most that. importantly, the media he would have grown up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, very cool yeah. to me. Like very cool. The, the whole, those two scenes were, yeah. or not scenes, episodes were great. But like the end of 13, the like lesson pivoted on me. To like being something else, well, and I, I didn't quite understand. Well, the lesson, the lesson pivoted, I think, because after everybody kind of everything kind of goes back to normal, mm-hmm. it's not actually fixed. Because as much as they'll like, so basically, what what I put it as is that um, the the if you take the story beat for beat, the ending of Paranoia Agent is that there is an apocalyptic scenario that happens. Mm-hmm. Where like the big black goo that is Little Slugger mm-hmm. consumes the entire world and everyone in, well consumes all of Japan and everyone in it, mm-hmm. and then it just resets, and I think that is the the like the direct reference to oh, I see the saying. nuclear bombs in the sense that the final message of Little Slugger is that this paranoia is born from trauma, and the only thing that ever happens is that. Well, you know, the, the, the misery and the paranoia and the pain just build until they infect every aspect of your life, even ones that are completely disconnected, you know, generationally from the original trauma until they cause a new trauma and then it resets again. Okay. Um, I, I'm down. And I'm it's down not with that. very happy. It's not a very happy message. No, I'm okay so with that. that. I, I expected there, again, the way I had read this show for most of it, was that like hopelessness leads to isolation, which leads to a personal death of some sort, not a like societal yeah. death. So whenever I, it turned I think into that, that, I was like, you what? were right <laughs> up until the very last goo explosion. Oh, interesting. Where technically okay. speaking, a woman's, a single woman's like trauma, uh, I guess. Well, more importantly, her, her like, uh, wait, what do you call it? Manifestation of that trauma resonated with people, both halves of it. Because, again, it's the same traumatic experience. Both Maromi and Little Slugger are this, like, cultural phenomenon because her trauma resonates so well with all of these people that she basically inadvertently causes a societal collapse. Um, and that, that doesn't make logical sense, but because it's supposed to be representative of the idea that, like you said earlier... When when you have something horrible happen to you and you get truly backed into a corner, all you look for is a way out. Right. And there are really two ways out. Self-harm or self, like, uh, what do you call that? Numbing. Yeah, you like, Where you Where Maromi, yeah, Maromi either makes you feel better but doesn't help you yeah, or right. killing yourself doesn't make you better and doesn't, you know, and hurts you immeasurably. Right. Um, and everybody gets to that point. And in this particular case, it's Little Slugger who kind of does a combination of the two. He beats the shit out of you, a.k.a. giving you that like, that like that feeling of suicide and death, but you don't die. And then people sometimes do or don't move on from there. Yeah, which I actually thought... Okay, wait, wait. There's, there's two thoughts. A, I agree with your take on L- Little Slugger. I think that was cool that it's... Little Slugger is, to me the manifestation of death that they see and either they see coming and they feel they can't avoid it, AKA they're cornered. Like this is the only option to me. But then I think for most of them, um, it, the result is 
that they see it, they interact with the idea of their suicide or death. And then my impression was that they walk away from it scarred, but maybe they are on the track to getting better. Maybe not. Well, yeah. But it sounds like because you were saying some of them actually do die. Some of them do die. Uh, the girl, well, one, um, the kid who was mistaken for Lil Slugger kills himself. He does die. Uh, yeah, but he did. more yeah, a little, yeah, he's straight up dead. Yeah. But more importantly, I think um, uh, uh, Sukiko already had this happen and didn't physically die, but like mentally checked yeah, out. She a retreated long time ago. so hard that, you know, she may as well have been dead to the world for a bit there. She continues to act like mentally like a child. And it's clearly that she's been checked out for pretty much her entire life. Yeah, yeah I'm down with um, that. The little girl who was getting preyed on by her dad basically. It has like selective amnesia. Yeah, she retreats so like, hard she doesn't uh, have a person a, anymore. A borderline vegetable. And like, again, not dead, but basically dead. The ones who I think have their lives improved are the one lady with the personality disorder and the uh, Yuichi kid, the kid who is just an asshole in school. And the wife, wife of the cop. I thought that was one of the coolest stories. Oh, who also dies, by the way. She but... did, but that's not, it's not because she takes No, her you're right, life. you're right. Um, not not because she gets hit in the head with a bat. Yeah, I, to be honest, I thought her story was one of the coolest in the show. Um, it was really good. It unfortunately has a scene where she sits um, a little slugger down and talks at him and annoys him. And I do think that's like actually a really funny, almost like uh, subversion of expectations where all anime have these you know, sometimes really annoying scenes where characters just talk at each other for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's happening. But like Lil Slugger is like embodying the, the frustration of the viewer where it's like, come on, just, just fucking hit her in the head. No, I can't. I have to let her finish. She is using talk no jutsu on me and I can't do it. I can't. This is very annoying. So he just gets more and more pissed off. Every time he takes a swing, she, she unveils another aspect of the story and he just gets annoyed. I, I like that take. I definitely did not take that. I did not see that. To me, it was like well, it, her constantly yeah. getting closer and closer and toying with the idea of her own death, but then resisting it through like some own sense of her self-perseverance. Well, yeah, because really, at the end of the day, she's just a stubborn old, stubborn old bitch because she re all of her excuses for why she doesn't kill herself are kind of just bunk. Yeah, well, but it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. because at the end of the day, it's her reasons, right. and yeah, you yeah. can't make her change. And, and that's also why I think it's like, for the record, I, I do like your take. I, I'm not even saying it's wrong or something. Um, I, no, I it, just they're happening the, at the same time, and right. that's what makes it such a good scene. Yeah, like like death laughing. I mean, little slugger, whatever, laughing at her too is also like hilarious to me because if you are talking to death about why you shouldn't be dead, but you are your own death. Like, you are the one that is going to be making that choice. That yeah, it's is It's not funny. death, it's suicide. Yeah, exactly. It, no, it, it is funny. Like, it's it's like a goofy thing that you have to process is like, yeah, I'm trying to tell myself that I don't want to die. And it's like, right, but you... Yeah, no no one's... In her case, I guess, maybe no one's forcing her hand. But, like, you know, suicide is... You know, it's it's a complex topic, of course. But but it's it's a good right, scene right. for that, for a lot of different reasons. I, I loved that scene. It was it was I wonderful. Liked, no. I liked the, uh, the, the Wikipedia's take on it, at least. Um, so, like, the 
the breakdown of the episode just says, um, Lil Slugger grows to a huge form when she talks about her despair, but shrinks back down again every time she dismisses these thoughts as unreasonable. He grows larger again as he prepares to strike her, but she simply laughs. She informs him that humans are not as weak as he thinks they are, and that the exist- his existence is pointless, as all his attacks do is provide people with a false sense of salvation. And then that's yeah. when he disappears. So Right. Yeah. Which is why in this particular case he's one hundred percent representing suicide. Oh yeah, definitely. Because everybody who considers suicide, you know, at least in the moment, thinks that it's a good idea, not because they'll die, but because of what other people will yep. do when they're dead. Right. Like that and that's why like, you know, shit like what do you call it? The, the stupid Netflix show where it's like Oh Jesus, kill yourself, twelve or thirteen reasons why. MPG. Thirteen reasons why. Yeah, thirteen I read reasons that book. why it's terrible. Like, Oh, that and that's why that shit's so damning. Yeah, it because is. it basically tells someone who is trying to think or thinking about killing themselves that they're right. Yep. That when they die, everyone will change and everyone will be sad and everyone will worship you. And like that's the one thing you don't tell them. Yep. One because it's objectively not true, but two because it really is ultimately the reason why people do that. Yep. Nobody necessarily kills themselves just to die, or at least if they do, they're not conflicted about it. People who are conflicted about it and hesitate are the ones who are doing it for other people's reasons. And that, that's why they, you know, have their little sit down with little slugger and piss him the fuck off. Yeah, I we should all labor to be like this annoying old woman. Yeah, I mean, it's genuinely great. I mean, she just constantly says she's in love with her husband who she doesn't get to see. <laughs> well, it's just one of those cool things where it is a real person that is struggling for a litany of reasons and is mm-hmm. and this is how people i mean i i can't speak to like her specific interaction but like the there is a problem that everyone suffers from where they go i don't know what's right and then if it was only a right. binary maybe the answer is pretty clear but like then you have right. 30 different things that are interacting telling you what they should or shouldn't do and you just get overwhelmed um so yeah. it's it's a really touching scene um because although it doesn't make perfect sense on why maybe she's making the choice or isn't making the choice she is making, it's extremely relatable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, i huge fan of this episode. Well, I think the fact that it doesn't make sense is what makes it relatable. I think if she had something objectively good to live for, the whole scene would kind of fall apart. The fact that she's pretty much just explaining how she's living just because she doesn't really know what else she wants... Um, is really good yeah. because she starts off saying, I'm alive because I love my husband. And, you know, that just makes him bigger because, let's be honest, uh, she has a terrible relationship with her fucking husband. Yeah, it doesn't seem he, so good. He is never around. He basically gives her nothing to live for. That's a bullshit excuse. So he gets bigger and he starts swinging. He starts getting ready. Yeah, He's yeah. coming up to the plate. He's about to take her fucking head off. And then she keeps pivoting and pivoting and pivoting, coming up with newer and, like, less legitimate reasons to live until she finally arrives at the end, which is that like, eh, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. I just, want I'm going to not kill myself just to make you mad. And that's basically it. And she just laughs in his face because at the end of the day, yeah, she doesn't have any good reason. And that's what makes it compelling. Yeah. Because right. the only reason she has is just because, because I don't want to be dead. Like you're supposed to, <laughs> yeah, well, she does want to be dead. Yeah. But she like, just feel, cause like at the end of the day, she literally dies like that day. Like that's the that thing. is true. Well, yeah, but all she did was not kill herself. Yeah, but, and, but that's but a difference, that's right? The like strength I, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it exactly. Is. It, is. That is, it is a. Strength that's the strength of it. Of it. Yeah. Like it, because in that case, her character is making the choice of like, look, I could die in five seconds from now, 
but I'm not making that I'm happen. Still I am gonna choosing kill myself, yeah. to stay here. This is my choice to like to do this. So yeah, I I don't know. I got chills. This it's a powerful scene. Yeah, the whole episode is very good. It's a good scene. It's very good. And again, like any one of these scenes, all work. Even even my favorite, which is episode ten, the let's play of making an anime. Where everybody <laughs> dies. Yeah, the whole fucking production <laughs> crew dies. That was so funny. God, that episode is so, so funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it, not just because it fully confirms everything I think about anime, but just all of <laughs> these wonderful little bit moments where, like, he trips on a cord that was plugged into a plug in the middle of the room for no fucking reason. And the guy gets mad at him. And the first thing the guy says when he gets up is like, actually, this is kind of your fucking fault. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is so goddamn right. Everyone calls him incompetent, but it's bullshit. He does plenty. He just can't fix everything. He delivers messages, and then people get mad at him. Like, yep. like it's not his <laughs> message to deliver. Like, it's so bullshit. It's so good at, like, putting you in the shoes of a person who works a bullshit job that, at on the one hand, nobody gives a shit, and on the other hand, everyone is willing to sacrifice their life for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was what was so powerful to me about this one is, like, we didn't get... I don't think we got anyone that was, like, truly a white-collar <laughs> office job person except no, for no. this. And it's like, you were dying over a pink dog. <laughs> Like, what the, and <laughs> yeah. it's not even a, a real really, dog. A really I, shitty, yeah, like that. The sh- the bits of the show they show are fucking awful. I, I so genuinely bad. love the ending where he's just dead on their doorstep. And they're like, but does he have the tape? Yeah, oh, he yeah, got the right tape, there. right? Oh, yeah. thank they God! Pry it out oh, of his cold God. dead hands, literally take like... it out of his <laughs> corpse on their parking lot as it's raining. They go, oh, thank God, yeah, we I got have the to tape. Air this. Thank God, he, the dumbass uh, did something right. I mean, maybe <laughs> he at least had the that, decency that to die in the parking the lot. the whole episode for me. I thought that was just like the perfect <laughs> little button on that whole thing was just, oh yeah, yeah but we and got then they what we show needed, you. right? Yeah. And then they show you what he did it for. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking awful like product placement. Oh, <laughs> the entire show is garbage. So good. Well, isn't it? Okay, I'm I also love all the subtle digs. Well, like all the subtle digs at the anime industry, not just like, but like the self-importance of these individual people, because like we never actually meet anyone who does anything artistic. And I think that's like a a, a subtle piece of genius, because like all the people that literally like work themselves to death for this garbage are the people like the background artists. Yeah, that's the most we get. Yo, yeah, because like Maromi even comes up on the screen. It's like, this is the background artist. His job is to make all the backgrounds that you probably don't even notice, but he's super important. Yep. You're lying out of your ass, Maromi. Well, and you know, <laughs> nobody that cares. You know, she's lying because the next scene we see is of the background being folded into eighths. <laughs> like I, <laughs> and, he, and he has a stroke. Yeah. But does it matter? No. Nobody can. Like, again, like, he's objectively not wrong. (laughs) This guy is just like, because he has to believe that he's an artistic genius for making a background. Yep. He has to. Or else, what did he die for? Because he dies. Yep. He dies. Lil Slugger gets every last one of these people one by one (laughs) at the exact moment that they're finished with their work. Bruh. Uh, Apparently, in the background, too, of the end of that episode, Maromi is literally heard saying, take a rest over and over again. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, I forgot I, about that's, that. That's obvious. She's just telling him like, "Take a rest, bitch. Your job's done. Job done." Hey, well done. Because well that's done. what Marumi does. She tells you anesthetize yourself. Yeah. Take a fucking nap. Check check the fuck out. Because that's what Maromi is. I was a huge She's fan that of that. urge to just disconnect. Yeah, yeah. The, the urge to just say, you know what? I don't need to like focus. I have this thing I can cling to that makes all this worth it, even though it's nothing. It's literally nothing. It's the representation yeah. of a puppy, a puppy that did exist at one point, another living creature. So like now you're just tying your literal life to a, a thing car. that's fake. Yeah. Oh, my God. That scene was terrible, too. Oh, my God. And, and again, <laughs> like... What what fixes the whole situation isn't somebody even getting better. It's just accepting that the trauma happened. Like accepting that, yes, yeah. it was a trauma and it was like, in this particular case, it was my fault. And like that's, I have to be able to accept that if I'm going to go anywhere because the reality is that this trauma has infected every aspect of my life, positive and negative, and there's only one way out of it. That part I definitely misinterpreted while I was watching the episode um, because to me I I had read that as like that somehow she is responsible for like all of the things that are happening and I was like what the fuck like this is not that doesn't yeah, make no, sense no. but I your, she your happens to be the better. catalyst who created the resonation that with everybody basically in a way the irony is that she does she is the greatest like artist. Because yeah. she made such an effective piece of like cutesy nonsense that lets everybody check the fuck out, that everybody checks the fuck out, and it just it, it infects the entire world. And like you know, there, there's obvious parallels to like mascot culture and Hello Kitty and shit like that, where you know somebody makes a piece of manga or anime, which I believe is also why we get the anime episode. Oh yeah, where. Like Satoshi Kon is literally just take a taking a swing at the fucking mirror, where it's like, yeah, no, I don't. I give people a reason to check out. The only thing that I try to do is I try to put a little bit of something. I essentially try to put a little bit of pain in there so that people have something to actually reflect on. Yeah, I mean, if this... you take nothing else from this, don't be the fucking guy who works himself to death for a pink dog cartoon. Yeah, and for what it's worth. I I don't know why I even said that. I, I, I think that the, the angle here is really good because this is the... Yes, thank you, the producer. Yes, producer. Bingo I, I for say, what it's yeah, worth. Bingo for what it's worth. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, everyone. We're taking away the intellectual, like, uh, the you falling for the intellectual, like, bullshit, and now we're just replacing it with... For, for what, what it's, it's worth. For what it's yeah. worth is just is just a diagonal bingo where I, it's four, and then what? And free space, <laughs> and then it's, and then worth. It's so the postage stamp, bingo. yeah. Every time. It's the free space diagonal. I... God damn it! I almost said it again. Motherfucker. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was going himself. to say uh, that I genuinely think I've gotten better at uh, recognizing pseudo intellectual garbage when it is garbage um, because of this show. Um, not sorry, not specifically paranoia agent. I meant like the pod in general. Um, right. You like you get it's like a you just consume enough that you start getting like a better sniffer for it. Um, it's all. It's also that you get used to the process of just thinking about what it is that you watched. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Because at the end of the day, especially with something like Paranoia Agent, nothing's really hidden from you. No, it did. Th it this did isn't take one me of those bit. ones where they're showing you like a lava lamp, and they're like, "The lava lamp represents the feelings for my mother." And it's like, "Ah, you lost me on that one." <laughs> this is not complicated. Yeah, 
It's just one inch below the surface. If you just think about it a little bit, you're going to get these conclusions. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I think this is a good example of um, even if you tune out a little, the show is still good enough at delivering the message. And I and I am the the mm-hmm. the reason I say this because the first few few episodes I enjoyed a lot. Um, but then that the middle ones I really started zoning out. Um, and I, I there, there are still good moments, but I just couldn't get into it as much. Um, and then when we hit eight um, with uh, you know the three people that want to kill themselves. Um, I, by that point, I was like, okay, I mean, this, you know, seems like it's, you know, probably about suicide. And then we hit this episode, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so people that are backed into a corner, like, have a brush with death with some form or fashion, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. here, even though I tuned out for the last couple episodes, like, on the stylistic things they're giving me, I'm back, you know? Like, this is this is what it is. Um, so... Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I I definitely applaud this show for understanding what it wanted and doing it. Um, also, hey, I want to ask this because I think you guys are talking about this in the chat, and I, I meant to bring it up earlier. You said that they that they were successful at killing themselves. So yes. yeah. So is are you basing that entirely off the scene you're showing here? Which for those that are not looking at the scene, oh you no, can't. there are several. They I mean, have the no whole, shadows. He, yeah, he doesn't see his shadows. That's why he starts freaking out in the scene. And he freaks he's... the fuck. Also, he already took his last pill. Yeah. And so, also, it, oh yeah, the last pill all, thing confused the shit out of me. I was like, I thought and he also did that, that he the, took it earlier. Yeah, he even you, said it. This is my last pill. When you yeah. see that, it. when you see that train guy walking away, no one else notices him except for the tall guy. Like no one else yeah, notices yeah, a man okay. with like basically a because broken leg. He was dead walking on the train platform, <laughs> I, and it's because that guy was also dead. I thought the train thing yeah. was a. Uh, I thought that was just the show being over the top on like no one notices, but they just want to see the spectacle or something like well, that. Well, it is, it is. And it isn't because that that's what makes it. That's what makes this whole episode. So fucking great is that on the one hand, it's about people who want to kill themselves, mm-hmm. but don't on the other hand, it's people who want to kill themselves and do. And now their ghosts are just people who want to kill themselves, but don't. <laughs> the, the, and, the tree, the and, tree hanging scene was was just the, the, the epitome of. <laughs> it's all about this like dark humor irony of like yeah like they do all these <laughs> things to kill themselves and they can't die because they're already dead mm-hmm. and they're like and like on top of all that they're trying to ditch the little girl because yeah. like they don't want to see the little girl die yep. and it's like what the fuck are you talking and like again it doesn't matter because the very first time they try to commit suicide they're killed by the rubble of the building yeah the building fucking kills them yeah and if you go back and watch it they died the first time yeah they're all dead the whole time and they never have a shadow and they never uh, succeed because they can't fucking die it's so good so good okay so it does and it's like it's like a reverse twist like it doesn't matter yeah Okay, and then so ghost, like, I, but I want to know. It's never explained what those girls see in the picture. The I end. think they them. see weird ghosts sitting in the background, but they can't yeah. actually see they them. See is that them. Like, okay, you know, I like just, when you take yeah, a picture. Sh- of I mean, ghost and... that's the obvious guess, but I well, wasn't sure if. Remember, it's the, it's the Japanese trope that pictures capture souls. Uh... Wait, that's the, that, is that Japanese? I did not think that was Japanese. Yes, yes. I think it's an old Shinto thing. What? Okay. I, I, I also definitely one hundred percent know that from like um, Fatal Frame. Okay, fair enough. Where the entire premise is a girl with a special magic camera that captured captures ghost souls. Hmm. I really thought somewhere in my head I, I had convinced myself that that was like a Native American thing. 
but no, I guess no, not. No, no. So uh, honestly, it, it's it's honestly pretty international at this point. I mean, even Americans think that. Well, yeah, but I don't think most people that you can capture ghosts it. on film. Oh. Is really comes down to ghost hunters looking at little particles oh, of dust oh, in the oh, air. Oh, that them is ghosts. not what I thought you meant. I thought you meant like, okay, the, I know that there is some culture, I don't know which at this point, that believes that when you take a picture of a living person, that you are capturing their soul. Oh, I, I thought I that's don't know about that meant. shit. Yeah, that, I think no, that might be bullshit. I, I I'm just not mean sure, that, like, it's a very common like, like Japanese spooky ghost story thing. No, where I know what you're a talking about. Photo reveals it. That's I yeah. mean, like that was the whole point of the ring. Like it was like an upgrade. Yeah, like yeah. physical media contains spirits, and like she is simultaneously captured by a VHS tape, and like also th- revealed by one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of like that. Like someone took a fucking Polaroid of them and their friends in a selfie, and they legitimately see, think they see a ghost. Yeah, yeah. It we're, usually just means your Polaroid developed wrong. We're we're but, on the know, same page. What else? Now. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah I I, I that's what I so now that you like you guys have said like okay they were ghosts. I was confused by the scene with the picture and I was like why didn't they just turn around and see them? Um, but because like, they're not there. Because they're not there. But like <laughs> yeah, now that I know that they are ghosts. Yeah, I mean yeah, I think they yeah. just see the weird orb shit in the background. And that's why they're freaking out. But maybe maybe it is just like a and they don't show you the picture for that reason. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, the joke is a bunch of people try to take a selfie when they were taking the selfie. Those people were not there. And then you got photobombed by ghosts. And again, like the joke is, you know, all these people who think they see spooky shit in pictures are actually getting photobombed by ghosts who don't know any better. And like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I um. So I, I guess a quick point, because I was thinking about this while you were explaining that. I think why I get got on some of these is that I've just learned to just never trust anime. Um, so like whenever they, I was curious why after they took a shitload of sleeping pills, they had no repercussions <laughs> at all. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what the like, fuck? Woo, like, like that okay. Was cool, I guess. But like, yeah, they're yeah. so. Ironically, because they got. Because they demoed. Died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I was like, well, that's fucking weird. But we then, like, with a bulldozer. it's an anime, so maybe there's, like, something that's going to show up later to explain it. And then by the time we, like, hot hit the, the, the part of the episode where I was like, oh, I'm just, like, enjoying this for the themes that it's giving me, I'd just forgotten mm-hmm. about the sleeping pills. So, like, I just, like, that's that's a me problem, not a them problem, you know? I think that now that you guys have pointed it out, yeah, I clearly no, just missed no, these that, things. That's intentional. No, no, yeah, no, no. Agreed. That's not a you problem. That is oh. That is intended. You are supposed to forget about the sleeping pills. Mm. You're just supposed to remember them again when the real evidence that their ghost slaps you in the face, a.k.a. when the old man on the roof freaks the fuck out because they have no shadows. Yeah, I, I didn't know why he was freaking out. I thought he was, like, having a stroke or something, and that's why he needed his last pill. But I was like, but he already had the last nope. pill. What the fuck is happening? He did already yeah, have like the I... last pill. <laughs> He okay. will always have his last pill. That's I think, cool. I think, it, I think at the end of this, Ethan, we're just going to run you through a gauntlet of of definitely pseudo-intellectual BS and then sprinkle in some that aren't <laughs> no, and just please. see if you can pick out which <laughs> oh, ones are please. which. No, I just we'll said I was getting in, like, you know, better. Like Steins Gate and you know, stuff like that. Oh, and just my God. Yeah, Steins Gate's perfect. <laughs> or or uh, Lost. Yeah. We're going to watch all of Lost. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Um, Who's the conservative thought dude that, that has like a, a too small of a face? 
Who's that guy? Charlie Charlie Kirk? Oh, Charlie, yeah. Have Charlie, you seen Charlie the game? Kirk, yeah. you, there's a game out there that you can play where Charlie Kirk, his face in like three of the pictures on the screen. No, no I think it's just one to one. One of the pictures is a real picture of him, and the other one is either too large or too small for his <laughs> eyes and his mouth <laughs> and, and stuff. And you have to figure out is it too large or is it too small and which picture it is. Or something like that. And I got like 33% correct. Like it's, oh, yeah, there we go. Please. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it just changes of like 10. Oh, no, this is a slider. This is different, but I still love it. Yeah, this man's face but is yeah, yeah. perturbing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, again, like Satoshi is all about surreal stuff. Yeah, right. Um, and, and ironically, I feel like Paranoia Agent is the least surreal, but also the most approachably surreal. Yeah, I, I definitely because like it for that. I yeah. I mean most of it I feel like I got like I feel like I I you know managed to pick up on most of the themes of this show and even though like hey you know what let's play this this game the number eight to me I just interpreted like the the suicide episode for the three people the the ghosts you know I I thought that that was you know Satoshi trying to come at this from the opposite end of the spectrum which is mm -hmm. these people do want to die, but they can respect the sanctity of life of other people, a.k.a. this kid, enough to be able to go, mm -hmm. we actually have to work to not traumatize this person. We have to do this together to, like, make the world a better place, even if it's just for this one little girl. Um, yeah. And to the point where, like, eventually they form a family. Like, the last scene we see in the entire episode is literally a picture of condoms and it says right below it, family planning something. I don't remember what the, the last bit was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I was like, oh, like they're implying the, these three have formed a relationship out of this and now there is something for them to live for. And like, that's still kind of the answer to the episode. Like these people have formed a bond as ghosts. They died for it, but they have formed a bond. It just so happens to be about this really weird activity. Um, yeah, yeah. Of them wanting to and try to also, kill themselves forever. I think the condom is also, again, like another joke. Yeah, where yeah. Putting family planning on a condom is objectively hilarious. Yes. Because condoms are the opposite of family planning. Yeah. They're family unplanning. Right. They're, I don't want family planning. And then they are not genetically or biologically related and yet are a family. Yeah. AKA, they defy the set, they defy the, the intent of the joke of writing family planning on a condom. Yeah. Also, hey, you know what? Um, this definitely falls into the... Um, oh, this isn't quite the exact stereotype. There, there's a stereotype of, like, lesbians can never be happy in a movie. Um, and, like, this one's sort of close, as in, like, queer, this this obviously gay man um, is not allowed to be happy because he has to die and, like, he doesn't get his partner. But, like, yeah, props to an anime using a gay character and making them, like, a normal person... And then just very yeah. casually including the fact that he happened to be gay. Like he yeah, has the propensity and he feels for like love. He can't, he can't live. The old man lost his wife, which is, you know, subtly hinted at, but kind of clear. And the little girl, I'm pretty sure just ran away from home. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so anyway, I know that's, this is like the most, uh, you know, low bar compliment I can give for this, but I have to give it to it because somehow all of anime, because this is 2004, right? So, like, somehow yeah. all of anime 18 years later still can't write one gay character. Like, the, the best oh, yeah. they can do is just make them into this jokes. Will. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. that's yeah. I guess that's what I meant. Like, they can't write anything yeah. approaching competency in the slightest. And, like, granted, we don't get to see this guy with anyone. So, like, it's I'm not saying it's a perfect representation of a gay person or whatever. But, like, 
this is still a character that moves and talks well, yeah, and happens and in the game. And it's kind of, and it's, well, that's what I mean, though. Like, you're right, we don't get to see any of them with anybody. But that point being is that you just see them as people, and then you get yes. little snippets. Yes. But that doesn't change your opinion about them because it shouldn't. Right. Like, yes. I shouldn't really, like, you know, like, oh, he might be committing suicide, and it might be related to the fact that he's gay and his partner and okay, but at the same time... Who knows? And it's okay. He's just a normal person that wants to kill himself for one reason or another, and it's okay that he's gay. Like it's, like it was fine. It was just built into the story. It's just there. as part yeah. of someone's life, as it should. Be. It's exactly, it's exactly what people want when they say they want representation. They don't just want you yeah. to go through Paranoia Agent and just randomly say that characters are gay. Yeah, right. Because that's not how that works. They want to see a gay experience. And even though this is an extremely negative one, it's one that's still going to be relatable. And like, because like this is what. You know, like the idea is that like this is not a gay character written to be a gay character inserted into something to make somebody happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not that. This is just a real. This is representative of a real person. Yeah, a real a person real that concept. struggles with the concept of suicide as much as anyone else does. So, yeah. and also can appreciate the life of a child. That like this child should probably not be killing themselves. Um, and also yeah. fought to make sure she didn't. Like he failed, but that like that wasn't even really his fault at this point. Like I, he, like, he <laughs> does unfortunately fail. And again, the irony being that no matter how hard they try, they will never die either. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and then again, like just getting slapped in the face where they do the the fucking comedy bit where they all fall down the hill after trying to hang themselves, and then they're like, oh oh, let's let's do the let's do the bit where we like pretend we're dead so that she doesn't kill herself. Yeah, that's better. And then she, it's just like she's climbing down the yep. hill. It's like, don't fucking leave me. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah it was that. And it was also, <laughs> oh, no, it was no. like, but it was also, you know, Zebra, uh, the gay one was like, yeah, but if if we leave her here, she could just die. She'll and die even the though their entire point was to kill themselves, <laughs> yeah. it yeah. felt different if they yeah. had pretended to die and she had died in some other way out of their sight when they could have protected her. Mm-hmm. And it was such a neat dichotomy. Yeah. And, uh, and it fucking hit you in the dick. Oh, it hurts. On to, on to my favorite that scene hurt. to just do a quick whiplash yeah, yeah. Go, of go. something sure, really... Sure. No, it's not really my favorite, but it is a tonal whiplash. Uh, it was just the scene in the guy's medieval world, and it was in the dub, uh, but it was just where they were floating up in the balloon, and the guy had to run up a thousand stairs, because it just reminded me of a... Like a classic Scooby Doo bit, at least. Oh in the yeah, I, I got a kick like, out of that. Like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> He's just running up the stairs as they're yeah. floating and talking normally. I just thought that yeah, that was yeah. at least like a cool callback to like. Yeah, I just felt like a Scooby Doo bit, but it wasn't and it's like appropriate overdone. for him. It's appropriate yeah. for him because he's the older character with these idealized notions of how, like, like the old yeah, way yeah, the cartoons yeah, would and be the done, younger you know? guy was like, no, no, no. I think he's he's literally telling us stuff just in his own way. And the cop's like, I, I, no, he has to tell us the way I want him to. And then they start floating. He's like, well, <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, hold on a yeah, second. Like, like, he's quite literally, like, he doesn't want to be involved, but he has to follow. And it's, like, so much more effort for him. Yeah. Like, perfectly yeah, was, visually was, represented. Oh, that's it cool. was so cool. I, I enjoyed it. Um but my no, other I... my other favorite like tiny little moment like that is when in the very first episode the the, the slimy reporter is telling um, Sukiko all about what the other women in her office said about her. Oh yeah, oh. and and like every time he says it, it cuts to like a woman's voice delivering the line. And he has makeup and, like, on. He steadily gets more and more makeup yeah. on, and and she's like smiling every time because she's like, oh yeah, that's that bitch, that's that bitch. And then he says the one thing that actually gets to her, and she shuts down yeah. instantly. 
it is a perfect fucking performance, even in the dub. It works so well. Hmm. I was really hoping that as he was chewing the cherry, he would have just pulled the JoJo's and gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, basically, God, did. Damn, man, that's the guy wrote for JoJo's. So, so I was just hoping, you know, <laughs> he did write for JoJo's. <laughs> he was he was a special like taken on director for the for the cherry eating scene. Oh God! When he's just like st- he stares up her skirt after pretending to drop his spoon, yeah. and then he just licks his fucking ice Dude, cream he, in the most disgusting way possible. He literally borrows possible. a public computer from two like nine year olds, and then like, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, I'll pull that topless pick back up for you, and they just oh, want to see what's on the bottom. And as soon as it's oh, no, about no, to load, I... you just hear them scream, "There it is!" <laughs> like, oh, my that, God. That's so fucking perfect. Every aspect of that scene is brilliant because on the one hand, you know exactly what happened, which is that he walked into the library and didn't want to like log in or say that he was there so he asked these kids who were looking at porn to borrow the computer for a second got what he needed and then was like oh yeah i have to put the porn back on (laughs) (laughs) and then it loads super fucking slowly because it's goddamn two yeah yeah, no and i I just like to think that they were halfway loaded when he like cut in and he's like (laughs) oh yeah let me pull it back up and then it was like farther along and they (laughs) just get there can I use the computer while you guys are waiting for your porn to load? <laughs> and even once it's loaded and he tabs back to the image, it's still got to reload a little bit. <laughs> got to finish. God damn, that's so good. Oh, man. Oh, I think so one of my favorite scenes was the... It was way towards the end when he takes the bat from... Uh, oh, no, he doesn't take a bat. He, like, grabs a cane and it turns into a bat. This is the cop. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. proceeds to, like, smash his vanity world apart and i oh I, no it was it was a bat in somebody's hand he does it was a bat oh it was okay it was yeah a, but it wasn't okay, a metal bat it was like a wooden bat okay and i i, I love well no go ahead i want to i want to hear your favorite part about it i think i just liked how like everything started exploding into the the marumis um i didn't yeah. expect i thought he was just going to knock down the walls and they'd be back in like the world but like having the overwhelming amounts of marumis were cool because he's like yeah my world doesn't exist this is like or shit what's he say he said something like, my like dream world doesn't exist. That shit's dead. I, I think he specifically calls it a delusion. I think he does. You're right. Yeah. And this it was just like a really like um well, I, mean, I, this like, I like how great, he but... Yeah, I like how he comes to that realization. It's one of my favorite parts was the fact that like his wife kept popping up yep. in his delusion. Yep. And he was like trying to have an escape from it. And then all of a sudden when that girl, yeah, one of that girl calls him dad and he was like and then he remembers the scene of him telling his wife that she can't just create a fantasy world to run away to. Yep. You have to face everything up front. And it was cool because it was his wife and it kind of brought him back to the to the man he was, but also to yep. the fact that you can't just run away from your problems. And there he, is and he no got what he wanted. Escape. Like he yeah. got hit yeah. the daughter he, he got wanted everything. and his yep. wife was happy. Everything. His wife was pregnant, you know, like I and also like his wife was literally happy. She seemed happy and healthy. And then yeah. he was just a like, this isn't wife it. is what snapped him out of it as like, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, this this isn't right. Yeah, sorry. Hold my on wife a sucks. second. Hold on a fucking yeah. second. My wife was born to be unhappy. This is impossible. <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> chibi, chibi paper cutout people selling me cigarettes. Fine. I crossed the line at my wife being happy. Yep. And it was just, again, yeah. a really good um, setup and payoff. Um Especially because, like, I do think the cop was treating Marumi like a daughter. And whenever she yeah. literally turns into his daughter, like, it's the show being mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, you, you read that right. Like, you can this trust you us wanted, with the right? scene. Like, this is, this is it. Here you go. 
Yeah, yeah. I... Man, I, I just like that yeah. never really once was there a scene where... I mean, like, you're right, Ethan. Like, you just... You become, you know... Uh, just prone to the fact that, like, oh, okay, well, anime's doing this scene, but, like, when's it going to Moriarty me? Like, I know yep. it's coming. But mm -hmm. there wasn't really any moment I can point to where I truly was bamboozled. Uh, yep. I think the moment I had was just because I misinterpreted. But when she... It was a good moment. I was just confused by it. When she scoops up the puppy and is, like, um, <clears throat> like apologizing and saying, like, I'm it sorry, is my fault. Yeah. Like, I, I think it fits now. I... I just finished this episode like a little bit before the pod, but when I saw that, I thought it was trying to imply that um, it was like all her like fault or something. Fault. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? But that said, though, I'm realizing that technically doesn't even fit what you just said because I don't think there were any true anime moments that were unjustified or un, you know, prepped for. And that, what I just described, isn't an anime moment at all. Like, that's just a good moment, maybe misplaced. And in this case, it wasn't misplaced, but. I think you get my point. Yeah. Like, the things we watched here were quality. Um, even if they were at times too long, they were quality. Even if I thought they were misplaced, they were quality. So, like, I didn't feel like I was getting punched in the kidneys because, you know, I looked away for a moment and turned back and there was a blue-eyed monster on the screen or something. It was like... Yeah, it's not the sense. ending of, like, fucking... Uh Evangelion, where you're just getting punched in the penis because they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, poor Evangelion. The only scene that I guess wasn't really super clear to me, and I'll admit it, but or yeah, at yeah. least like what really what it was supposed to mean was the literal last scene, um, where it's uh, oh, Miwana, the, who, the, who has white hair and is just writing the same. I wanted to ask about this too. Uh, what, what is the calculation? Represent. So I don't know what the calculation means, but I'll just read this last bit from the Wikipedia like breakdown. And it was like, um, Minawa, who has who hair has turned completely white, is now doing the same complex equation in chalk on the street that the old man once did. In the final scene, he pauses writing and gasps. The last two characters he writes are Ah and Ni, and the position of his hand suggests that the character he's about to write is me, exactly mimicking the first episode. So um, Annie May. <clears throat> Ah, ni, me. Yes. No, that is not, I don't think that's the point. I mean, yeah. I think the like, point, <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, like kind of as a joke almost, but I think the point is that um, somebody, the only reason any of this gets fixed is because this guy jumps into the deep end to try to figure it out. And this man's particular issue is that he actually has like an actual paranoid like breakdown. Um, the, this particular detective always had like a little intuitive thing for detective work, which meant he decently had a brain like primed for finding patterns. Okay. And his problem is that yes, he's objectively correct about little slugger and he is, you know, fixes everything quote unquote. The problem is in order to do it is he had to basically give himself a mental breakdown. He had to have the exact same mental breakdown that the kid who thought he was a holy warrior had. He had to start recognizing patterns where they didn't exist. He had to think of all of life like a game. He had to basically regress his mind in order to get this shit to work. And I think the only reason he's the one who doesn't reset is because he has, like, that's his Maromi. His comfort in life is thinking that he can figure it out. And just like like someone who maybe listens to Alex Jones, even though there's like obviously like an Alex Jones parallel with him literally broadcasting his insane bullshit on the radio 
you know, like Gorilla Underground. I think the idea is that he gets so obsessed with figuring out why and what is going on and why it's happening that he basically regresses mentally to the point where he can't function anymore. Uh, he has that. He has that classic. Like, in order to figure out all this shit, you have to I have to do something. a bunch of LSD. All right, you know, like I, that, that, it's it's a trope in media where people who are crazy are also really really smart. Not necessarily because they're really smart, but because they think of things in completely different ways than other people. And that's this guy like taken to an extreme. He starts thinking of things in an entirely different way because of the the copycat killer and because of the trauma of him killing himself. Uh, he no longer has a method. Like he basically stops believing in the normal way of interpreting the world. And it sends him down a path where he never recovers from. And again, because the ending is not happy, everybody's basically in a new reset Japan. Where Damn it. I was about to bring still this just up. More, there's still more trauma. Nothing's fixed. Nothing's better. It's just uh, Little Slugger and Maromi don't exist. I think that but this is just more... going to be another thing right. that encapsulates everyone's paranoia and, you know, anesthetization. And this guy is probably going to be the one who creates it. I think that your, I think your argument from earlier is more solid than his like dance with genius. So like, your argument about how, you know, there is a a generational trauma that like has debts and it's also sure. cyclical. So like this happened again, and the cop even says like, "Oh shit, looks just like it you know did during the war." So like. Yeah. And considering we open up the show with this equation and like, you know, theoretically that oh, I forgot the old guy at the beginning is like literally known as the shaman. So maybe that helps support your case. Anyway, I guess the cyclical yeah. nature is important because you see the exact same equation with the exact same answer happening again. And we also have the generational trauma happening again. Um, so the cyclical nature of it is is important. Um, so, yeah, generational it, trauma, but nothing blows up. Because that's that's almost the pain point. At least at least in 1945, something exploded and there was something to rebuild. Now nothing explodes, yeah, but, but people still carry no, like, but that they trauma still had to, and it destroys them. There are lines from the citizens that they're like, "It's taken two years to rebuild Tokyo." I, I know, I know, but like, remember that at the end of the day, what what aside from the like actual like this is metaphorical. I sure, don't sure. think that Japan was actually destroyed. The real point is that <coughs> there are these tragedies of these characters that are, in their own sense, as devastating as a nuclear bomb, and nobody cares. Because every single time one of these people dies, all it does is fuel the paranoia of other people, where they like have this morbid curiosity of like, oh... Like uh, my, one of my other favorite episodes with the fucking lady who's married to someone who writes movie scripts and she's terrible at ter telling stories. So she keeps coming up with all of these fake like legends of Little Slugger, which are dumb and silly. But the whole point is that like at the beginning of this, some kid who just kept failing his entrance exam studied himself to death and it's just brushed past. It's just consumed as another story including along with all the other fake ones like nothing like the whole point of that episode i feel like is that like nothing feels real yeah right yeah I mean, and, that and the, the people are so fucking traumatized and so clocked out that they just don't feel a connection to their world anymore 
and this guy in the reset is the is arguably the most connected to the world and that's what drives him completely insane yeah i was i was just um I agree with all that, but I was reading an interesting take (coughs) online while you were doing that to see, and a lot of people kind of came to the same conclusion you did, Hmm. Uh, but somebody pointed out that it's also in his, in his, um, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but in his his strive for truth, like he's trying to find everything that's Mm -hmm. true and and connect all the dots, uh, he began to look a little too deep and to draw connections that didn't actually exist and so while he eventually kind of like came to the right answer he looked into so many things and drew so many connections like that old man and i think that's what the the formula is supposed to like represent like he's doing all of this math but in the end it's probably just two plus two equals four but he's written out a whole equation and looked so deep into everything sort of like the um it's always sunny episode where Charlie is trying to find <laughs> Pepe service. Sylvia and he draws like yeah. 7,000 lines, but it's like, no, the, the real answer is it's probably just says Pennsylvania. It's like, all right, but this guy, like he went into it and became insane from it. And so yeah. I, it was an interesting, like a, a side, a take along with what you were talking about that that was right. pretty neat. And, and the, and the other element being that like, much like the equation, the answer is completely unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. There's this long, super crazy equation and the answer is the number one. Like that's not, yeah. it's not good enough. Yeah. There has to be something else. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. No, and, yeah. and that's him. That's his life now. He's just, he's just going over the same shit is, over and over and over again, so, trying to understand. Which and is he such can't. a fun arc to watch him go on because when you first see him in the quote unquote other world with, with um, the guy that uh, it looks like Lil Slugger. You're like, oh, man, he's going to be like the young cool cop. Oh, that's so crazy. And then you just slowly see him start to decline. You're like, oh, he's the hero. But then at the end of it, when you see him as the old man, you're like, oh, oh, I, I get it now. And especially he's like once the you most victimized. It. Yeah, oh, it's so, so good. Because theoretically in the reset, all these people are just back alive, you know? Because everyone gets killed well, by the black goo monster. Well, no, I mean, the I- Ikara's wife isn't alive because she died of natural causes. I guess that's fair. So, but but yeah, yeah, other than that, uh, and I guess maybe the kid didn't because he killed himself. I but I don't, I, I, don't I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I, I think it's ambiguous as to whether or not that like hellish event even happens. And again, like it doesn't really matter because it is a it is a mental representation. Yeah. Of and people think, like having a collective traumatic episode. So then he was definitely trying to do something tongue in cheek with anime. Then I think it's. I definitely think we a, can't ignore the whole anime yeah, spelling out. No, okay. maybe. Yeah, no. Okay. I think it's definitely tongue in cheek. I don't, for I the don't whole read thing. Japanese, so. But well, like, yeah, I, I, would, I think the, I think the whole point of it is that it's like you know, like you're looking so deep into this, but you know, it's just an anime, and it's going to be sort of unsatisfying. <laughs> like, this is a cool yeah. representation, but just remember, this is an anime, and you know, don't. I don't. If, I can't if say that's that if sure, that's true, that is that is one last final like funny slap in the face. Yeah, like, and I and I think the, it the solution the to the equation of all life and everything yeah. is anime. <laughs> nah, I got that wrong. I got I got to do it again. That would be good. Yeah, I can take that. Oh man, I yeah, I just genuinely God, this was so much fun. Again, Satoshi taking just another swing at the mirror. Like <laughs> yeah. you you little you little bitch ass. You think you can save people with anime? Look at you. You're a crazy stupid old man writing bullshit in the park. Yeah, I mean, and if anyone was gonna say it, it would be him, like to the audience. <laughs> like it's a slap in yeah. the face to the audience. Like, yeah, guys, it's it's an anime. Okay, like it's an anime. 
Like, don't this let was, the, this yeah. isn't this isn't supposed to change your fucking. Yeah, life. this was this was inspirational and it like comes from something, but like go, get out there. This is an anime. Like. <laughs> Better than fucking Bacano. <laughs> I was about to ask My where guy, should put it. The guy who wrote Bacano thought he was the smartest motherfucker in the room. All right, so you got Ethan, you he got Bacano, and you got Steins Gate on one side, and you got Paranoia <laughs> Agent on the other. Guy, so I you can't know tell the difference. They're separate. No, fuck, Mary, kill. All right, go. <laughs> yeah, Bacano. Uh, a paranoid agent and Steins. I, I want to fuck that guy's Boston accent, yeah, you know, or New York accent, whatever <laughs> they're from. From, right. from Bacano. Uh, I don't know. Any other any other this? cool scenes? I, I'm any still. Other? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say anything else that anyone wanted to point out before we kind of moved on. I know. I'll I think of something I later, love I the little bit, even though I don't get it with fucking rising sun matches. Oh, I didn't figure that out. I, yeah. I so it's just a representative representation of like the good old days. Yeah. And I mean, I don't really know much other than that, but I love when uh, in episode four, the guy who is raping his daughter and the guy who just wants things Wait, to make does sense. He actually, rape his daughter? I thought he just whatever, like, spied on whatever. Him. No, he doesn't. He rapes somebody else. You he got does. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does rape some other girl. But I whatever. thought it was a prostitute. Anyway, that, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. When he breaks into that, the, he like takes the drugs and he breaks into that like people's house and he ties up the parents and the little girl Oop, comes home. Forgot all about that. And he and he says, "I want you to call me daddy." Like he full on rapes yeah, that girl. No, I forgot about that one. That's yeah. And then later he's begging for someone to stop him. Someone hits him on the head and he just gets pissed. Yeah, yeah. He clearly didn't want to actually stop. Yeah, because okay. the irony is that he doesn't actually want to stop. He is a monster. Yeah, he knows but, he's a monster um, and he hates it, but he's going to he keep he's loving it. He hates the idea that he should be a monster, and he hates the idea that he doesn't feel that bad about it. But yeah, he feel that this bad is like the sociopath that knows how to blend in. Like they know that they don't yeah, look little. correct within society, but they're like, uh, yeah, I'll just hope he's having blend a little in. bit of a crisis. Yeah, I genuinely, yeah, anyway. I, I genuinely enjoyed the back and forth between the. The detective and the old lady who he couldn't get to just like answer his questions. She just kept telling a story. He was like, For the love of God, just give me the answers. Yeah. Anyway, so there was this lady that was walking by. No. <laughs> or, or or she just freaks out and she sees the cigarette and she just takes the biggest, fattest fucking drag oh, dude, of that she thing. Hits all that time. hard. Her like eyes sink into her skull while <laughs> she sucks every last goddamn particle out of that fucking cigarette i love that shit it's so funny it's so this show is so fucking funny it has no right to be this funny and this depressing and this sad. well i think it does because i think this man actually spent time on it and he hasn't created a I, lot so he's, this man has gone outside i dare say twice <laughs> and he has he has experienced a thing or two and he has brought those experiences to the big screen or the little screen i guess because it's a tv show Oh god, yeah, but like I, I, the the you, you actually start like sympathizing with the old cop who's just like I want things to go back to the way they were, where burglars had burlap sacks and they just wanted the money. Can we go back to that? Can we go back to when people just wanted the money? Because I am sick and tired of like he basically has the the like manhunter uh, crisis, where it's like. I don't understand. No, he's just killing people to kill people. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't compute. <laughs> I don't understand. How does that make sense? Who is so sick in the head that they just kill people for fun? I mean, I think that... And, like, they'll kill anyone. Like, not, not even people they're attracted to. Like, literally anyone. Like, an old lady, a young man, like, anything. Like, how? What? I what do fuck? think the show is kind of proving him wrong, though. Um, I, I can I can empathize with him, of course. But, 
Well, yeah, and, and that's what's great about it. It's like it still puts you in his shoes, yeah. even though he's wrong. Yes, yeah, it's it's he, like he just doesn't fucking get it, but his partner does get it, and you want to be like him. I mean, I think no, he, I think he starts to get it at the end. Like whenever he, he walks out and he's like, "This looks just like the war." He wanted to go back to the good old days. Yeah, sure, but that comes at a fucking cost, my guy. So like, well, yeah, and, and it was never real. It was exactly like, that's yeah, why it it's never so important real. that his. That his delusion is a, uh, is a cartoon of yeah. post-war. Yes, also agree. because like it's a load so of good. shit, man. That that was a terrible time to be alive. Yep. You're just so disheartened with right now. You're going back and you're basically just inventing something that didn't exist. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It is full on a delusion. The episodes twelve and thirteen, specifically when they are in the delusion zone, whatever you want to call it. I mean, those were. Uh, they have to be my favorite episodes. I mean, maybe eight it's is called above. the chalk zone because Rudy's Ch- uh, got the chalk. The chalk. Wow, yeah, so the, chalk the chalk, the chalk, the chalk, chalk zone. The chalk for Cusco. Um, but but like, who has the chalk? The chalk to chalk. chalk. <laughs> I believe Rudy's got the chalk. The chalk to chalk chalk zone. That's good. I'm glad Rudy's got the chalk. Yeah, someone has to have the chalk. Yeah, I don't know. Quickly, I just quickly back to the little slugger thing when you were talking about how it was funny to watch him not be able to hit that lady. I liked when he grew too big and then just kept swinging level and it was over yeah. her head. Whiff, whiff, motherfucker! Shit, dude, shit! It's rough out there for a slugger. Uh, also, um, I think it's funny that it, they even do it in the in, so like the Japanese for this is shonen bat. Yes, and like, yep. yeah. We're bad boy. Yep. Little, I, little, I, I understand how they got little slugger out of that. It doesn't hit the same. It's it, that that wasn't good enough. I don't know what to change it to, but hearing people say little slugger does not impart any amount no. of fear. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't in Japanese either. Maybe Shonen Bat is just as silly. But yeah, All right. it was. <laughs> And I think that helps a little bit that it's hard to take him seriously. I mean, it, yeah. it did not read as serious to me whenever I heard his name. Um, like in Sometimes. I, listened to I just it loved that all back. the all the little kids were like, "He deserves to die! How dare he go!" I knew I it'd hope be they an execute him. <laughs> was like, hell, this is man? the greatest ever because this would never happen in a million oh. years. Oh, when the kids are bullying, yes. uh, fucking Ichi, and I like love they're barely that, even I love that bullying he plays him. On that they're just like, he's like, I don't I'm want you Uichi. to be. But people call me yeah. Ichi because I'm number one, literally. I'm the fuck. He's such a narcissistic little uh, shithead, and like no Ichi one has sucked. ever deserved bullying more. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not enjoy listening to Ichi, and like I get that that's oh the point. But my god. Well, yeah. Like, the joke is that he is a shonen boy in my class, and that guy's just like, "Hey, who's bullying you, Ichi? We got to stop that." He's like, "How dare you stand up for me?" <laughs> Dude, the, the, like the, the fat <laughs> kid was the coolest kid we've ever seen in anime. Like, exactly. look, I know that I just got hit, but like this kid will be bullied if we do not get in the way of this. And you're like, oh my god, yeah. dude, like, are you a yeah. saint? You're so fucking yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, and he's and he's not playing it off like in most anime no. where he's actually the rival. No, he's just a legitimate guy. He's just trying dude. to be nice, but the yeah. other kid, well, Yuichi, can't take it that way. Mm-hmm. He just, he's yeah. not, he has to be number one. His delusions well, at the birthday too. party where they're like, we're sorry oh we ever God. didn't listen to you, Yuichi, we listened to that stupid fat pig. Have <laughs> <laughs> my virginity. Yeah. And then, at the actual birthday party, it's just like two teachers and him sitting at a yeah. giant table full of food. I was like, no, it's his, mom it's his mom and his fucking tutor. Yeah, God, bruh, your so, dad uh, didn't even come, you bitch so ass. Good. I don't think he has a dad. 
But all right, before no, bruh, before bruh. We, before we put this on our list, I just want uh, just give me your favorite made up story from that episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the episode uh, gossiping housewives. The baby, yeah. the fucking the baby, baby one was pretty. The, great. <laughs> the the fucking ultrasound of a kid with a bat. Wait a minute, how could it be a baby? Free. He's already born. How is he a baby in the future? <laughs> every every problem they have it makes it even worse. <laughs> I absolutely love. I loved audience. the baseball one. I think that was my favorite. <laughs> the no, hit it over here. I'll give the ball to my kid. He's like, where am I supposed to hit it? And then I talked to him like, yeah, no, I was at that game. There's the and you can't hear them and talking like, like no, that. That's real. You that's literally real. can't hear them talking <laughs> like that. <laughs> the one where there's a guy on a deserted <laughs> island and it's like, what is that? A periscope and it's just the bat coming out of the ocean. No, I'm gonna hit you with a bat. And I was like, that's dumb. I don't even understand. Oh or my, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite is like the women's comments when they're criticizing yes. it, because yeah. oh the criticisms God, yeah. are even dumber than the plot. Yeah. <laughs> where they'll be like, "I uh, of the fucking wife of a scriptwriter should be at least able oh to deliver God. a third act twist properly." Yep. I'm like, bitch, if you know it's coming. You, you absolute asshole. Yep. This is like the spoiler conversation we had a few weeks back. Like, maybe you should be watching for more than the third act twist, don't you think? Maybe, maybe there's a point to movies other than just a third act twist. <laughs> My favorite one is the. Wait a minute. Wait, wasn't the wasn't the the wife backed into a corner? Shouldn't shouldn't Shona Bad have hit the wife, not the mother in law? And she was like, got to the door first. And I was like, yeah, that, I buy that. I buy that. <laughs> Supernatural being, but. I got to the door first, so oh well. God, that shit was so that, that, good. That, that like episode fun. was so funny, and I just did not need it at all. But it was so funny. The, funny. the, the random runner boxer just punching a bunch of foods. <laughs> oh my god, the runner! What? That you know Dude, what? That one's on his run. Dude, I love how it all comes by because. Some guy runs back. He's like, "Oh my god! Does, didn't he used to be a boxer? <gasps> He's so fat!" <laughs> he <just laughs> you bitches. <laughs> First of all, maybe he's on the off season. Second of all, what the fuck? <laughs> You're fat shaming a boxer. I hope he turns around and kicks the shit out of you. I... And then, yeah, his story is he's just jogging down the street, and he keeps being tempted by food. It's the dumbest. Thing. It's like also and he like makes plates the dumbest of face and punches it. It's also plates of food like on things that are wholly unappetizing, like the hood of a car. One of them was on well, like yeah, the top yeah. of he literally, a trash can. No, he can. literally like, found a piece of cake on a plate, but it was just sitting in the middle of the street. Yeah, like, like, what I'm are not you eating that? Are you gonna eat that? That's, That's good. What you're That's good. All right. Yeah. Sorry. That. Some people some like trash, trash pizza. pizza. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's in the middle of a tough cut, and he's being tempted by demons, uh, a.k.a. Shonen Bat, a.k.a. the local ramen joint. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite part hey, of just, that episode just was make just... sure to throw it left so that they hit it near me, and I can give the ball to my kid. What? That's not what? how... What, what the and then fuck? The announcer, Who would say I, that? The announcer's like, I wonder where he's going to throw it after his teammates encouraged him. I was like, what? That's not why yeah, they like, go like there. Like the pressure that like doesn't even make sense. Like it's an omniscient, an omniscient fucking <laughs> yeah. announcer. He's like, oh wow, all his teammates are coming to the plate to encourage him. What? <laughs> That's not normal. Do you have a mic on these people, sir? <laughs> and they they wouldn't be telling him where to throw it. That's not what they're. That's not what they do. <laughs> if it was like in a tough situation, they would come in and be like, hey man, I, you got this. Not like, hey, I, make sure to I, throw it left so he hits it right. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? And the best part being that, like, they don't want him to strike him out. They yeah. want him to get a hit. Yeah, they want him to pitch what, for contact. High? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I can just do that, yeah, I guess. I'll, I'll go ahead and not do my job. 
so great. Oh man! All right. Or the or the, the best one. Yeah, like you said, the outfielder. Like, <laughs> let him hit it really, really far. <laughs> what? But not far <laughs> enough. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I want you to sap his strength, okay? (laughs) Throw him one right down the middle, but he's too weak to hit a homer. Pitching for contact is a thing, but it's not, you can't guarantee (laughs) where they're going to hit it. You just know that you're not a strikeout guy, (laughs) but you throw it in places that are awkward to hit. But you can't be like, hey, make sure he hits a deep pop fly to like mid center, right center, (laughs) but like just at the warning track. I I want him to shoot like a fucking worm burner right at the goddamn shortstop's (laughs) cock. And so he just like gets hit and dies. Ooh, right? have me, I want that? you I want you to hit it right to the right of the shortstop so he has to backhand it and barehand throw it. Can you do that? I how <laughs> can would you I, do that? That would be so cool. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't mean, worry about can, it. Actually, We're gonna can hit you this let guy. this guy on base so we get a ground rule double next? That would be even better. <laughs> We're going to hit this guy so hard that, we get sorry, a yeah, double. Armstrong. Ooh, hit it to me and let me get an unassisted triple play. I don't know. What do you want from me? Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> let two more people on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, okay, yeah, no, I can walk two people, but after that, I don't. That's where I lose. I now I just know, want this I, scene I, with yeah. like the actual batter, be, like start talking to the pitcher, be like, okay, what I want you to do is throw right down the middle. I need a home run. <laughs> Pitcher's like, oh shit, the yeah, batter, yeah, yeah, yeah. The batter walks up to it, like, can you throw one right down the middle? You know, ah! you know what's funny is it kind of reminds me of a, a clip, and I'll share with you guys later, but of like uh, this like high school football game, and they're like trying. The refs are trying to call it, but they all have the high school players in their fantasy league and so like no i need him to catch it for the points but the defense can then get the stop and they and then the quarterback comes in he's like no i i got the receiving i got the other receiver in my league i need him to make that play (laughs) that's not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's that situation only like played out like even crazier somehow that's so good Uh, that's so good all right where are we putting this though where are we putting it dude i have no idea so i want to hear i i am firmly in goat territory I you know I, I'm I'm putting it number one. You know you know he's he's getting me, folks, because I, I kind of agree. So I, on one hand, I had a lot of fun talking about this, and I think JW summarized it well. Where you said earlier that any piece of this we can talk about and understand why it's present, but my viewing of this and enjoy it in and of itself from pure entertainment value. Well, when I'm talking about it, yes, I really appreciated it, but I did not really enjoy watching this. You weren't laughing at the fucking oh my God. at the anime Sick. episode? Oh no, I was laughing at that one. Like I, I <laughs> that shit is objectively so like, funny. So I I enjoyed like episodes one, two, and I think three. I don't remember. Yeah, three. I enjoyed that. That was the dis, uh, identity disorder one. Um, but pretty much like four through like seven were when I look back on them, I enjoyed them. But like I was not having a good time while watching them. Um, then we hit eight, and I was like, oh, all right, this is pretty good. And then, like, somewhere eight, around... Eight. What? Yeah, eight Eight is like a fucking levy. And when the levy breaks, it all just comes. Yeah, right. And that's, I think, where... Well, actually, sorry, eight was good, and then we hit the Housewives one, which was funny, but I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we one. just got this eight. Like, eight was so... Really? Yeah. I, I was annoyed I love the Housewives but it's, one. But again, like I was saying, when I'm talking about it, I have a high level of appreciation. It's just that there's too much content in this show. The story doesn't need to be this long. And, like, something has to get cut. So I ended up just losing interest in this show at times, <laughs> even though it was well-made. I, I Like I told you The only before, bad I thing I feel like I can say about some of these episodes is that if you watched them high, you would have a horrible time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, if only we had proof. Quote, I, if only someone would test that for us. Yeah, what was it? Eight, well, nine, and ten we'll was just, someone just was high for? Oh, Jesus, man. You watch eight high? That'd be rough. God damn. That's rough stuff. Yeah, nine, you're like, oh, you this isn't so bad. And then you hit ten where they're just think, murdering all the anime staff. <laughs> <laughs> I I think nine would be worse when high. Like all the goddamn bitchy women just being like, "Oh, of course." Oh, not, that's course a good not. point. Like, oh, oh my god! Like it's something, there's something so surrealist, like haunting about the way they talk. It's like, oh, oh man, stop it! You won't She's tell, right? In my no, soul, no. Over and over god again, damn. just at at while high. Also, the OP is a banger. Two I mean, it points. is. Oh, my, I, I literally Bye. forgot to say that. I, I, that was one of my top <laughs> points know. coming into this. Was that OP was just ridiculous in the I best ways possible. I love it so much. <laughs> and you know what? It just always started out that way. Like it never, like it never, like you had anime and then the bang. Like it always was just OP first and then the episode. And I always appreciate that. Honestly, it's probably for to... the best. Can you imagine oh, just so being good. greeted in the middle of the episode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh fuck, dude, please. I don't know, man. I I I really think this is awesome. Like, I know. Oh I, no, they they played the theme all the time throughout the show. They did. Yeah. You might not have picked up on it, but it has like six different versions. Hmm. Okay. On the radio, in the car. I got the like, radio. An, pretty much any time. Yeah, but there's there's a bunch of times when it comes up. Uh, there's like a. I'm trying to remember. They they play like a a version of it in the bar. Like anytime there's ambient music, they're they're playing like a thematic redo huh. of the of the central theme. It's fucking it's like hilarious when you figure out where all of them are. I feel like I can okay. go no lower than number two for this. So I want to talk this out and I'm looking I've been looking to change the positioning of our order anyway. So maybe now is a good time to just talk that out. Um okay. I think this is definitely better than Odd Taxi, which is in our sixth slot. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I I think it's better because it is a drama, which is what Odd Taxi is, except for the lessons in Odd Taxi are less rein- – they're, they're not as well reinforced as in the show. Also, yeah, I there's do- less to drill down into. Yep, and um, also there's less variety of what we get to drill into. Um, and I would have actually – I think I would have wanted Odd Taxi to be a little bit more absurd at times, um, maybe – and uh, the filler that was in Odd Taxi, like the characters that weren't really necessary, were considerably more boring than the filler, a.k.a. like episode nine or honestly, maybe even episode eight. I mean, I think it's really important, but like I could see why someone would call it that. Um, those episodes are just so much more engaging to me than the episodes that were filler in Odd Taxi or the characters were filler in Odd Taxi. Um, I think it's better than Initial D just because Initial D is like fine but it's basically just the sports anime that like, yeah, it's, it's fun. It was also tight, but I also have to remember that we only watched the first 12 out of 24 episodes. So it's obviously better than that to me. Um, And now this is where it starts getting harder for me. Is it better than Hajime no Ippo? And I think it probably is for the same reason. Even I think so. Well, so, okay. Why do you think so? By the way, like, I don't know. We could just do this. There's there's more to do. Like Hajime no Ippo, for the similar reasons as Odd Taxi, does exactly what it sets out to do, and it does it very very well. But at the end of the day, what it's trying to do is just a little bit less deep, and not deep in like a pseudo intellectual way. But like, there's just more. There's more to time where you're sitting there listening to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think like Paranoia Agent is funnier. I think Paranoia Agent is more dramatic. I think Paranoia Agent is sadder. I think it's more exciting. Like, 
there's not a single emotion that I get from Hajime no Ippo that I don't get better concentrated, better written, and better executed than in Paranoia Agent. Okay. I don't know if I line up on all that. Like, I do think the funnier moments in Hajime no Ippo are just, like, good gut laughs, whereas the funny moments yeah. that I'm given in Paranoia oh, Agent these are, are the ones... smart laughs. Yeah, well, they're also, very smart. Off, and they're... I gut laugh every time I see Little Slugger in the fucking MRI. Or the fucking <laughs> oh, no, I mean, MRI. I laugh my... Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> that is, but, that is but like we're not getting one of the funniest goddamn things. from Hajime no Ipo. That's like, right. That you're a beautiful was... little baby. It's your baby. That's yours. <laughs> I, the, the doctor was literally like, burn it. Tell anyone and I'll kill you. What? What? <laughs> oh, my God. How what do you mean? He's that? sweating. He's sperm sweating. Egg. He's trying to say, definitely your baby. You, I can't believe you managed to swap out. <laughs> it's both. my baby. Yep, it's my that's baby. right, my baby. Oh, dang, that was too good. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. No, those were funny. Um, okay, so oh, then man. I guess the part where I get it gets harder for me is I think although Gonkutsuo is longer, it is tighter. Like it, it is a longer form thing, but every episode feels like there is. I don't, I don't think it's as layered. Gankutsuo? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Is as it is not. I definitely agree with that. If if someone handed me like both of them, Gankutsuo has a much more direct message about what it's doing. And it doesn't really give mm-hmm. you a lot of variation on it. It does do some. It is it is the best execution, but it doesn't execute as much. Okay. I can hear that. Paranoia Agent is a six-armed boxer. It is it is throwing knockouts left and right, and it's doing it in three different rings at the same fucking time. Okay, I, Dan Kutsuo is just a, your standard. Uh, are you saying Ifo it's the knockout? It might be the. General I'm saying Grievous it's the. I'm saying that Paranoia Agent is the general Grievous of anime. <laughs> God dang producer, that was on life support. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. All right, so then can you guys convince me to put this above Ghost in the Shell? I think it's possible to convince me on this. I think that, again, the reason I put Ghost in the Shell higher than Gankutsuo is because it also well executes more than one thing. I still think that Paranoia Agent executes even more than Ghost in the Shell. Even more Well, that I agree with. I definitely think it executes on much more than Ghost in the Shell does. Because Ghost in the Shell, Mm -hmm. like, it's a two-hour-long movie or whatever it was. I don't remember. It actually might have been 90 minutes, but... So like it's it's a sh- uh, it's no it's like one forty five okay so it's it's a regular movie length thing, um, yeah, yeah. but I do agree I think that it has generally speaking like one theme and explores that one theme. It also was one of the first to do that though right like um, which you know can't be can't be knocked down too much. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about one of the first, but I I don't know one sure. of the only ones remaining that we remember okay and for good reason that's fair. All right, um, so we're at we're at. Position number two. So, and so I mean, the... Redline, I f- Redline and Ghost in the Shell, I think, just comes down to like entertainment value because they're both very similar when you talk about them in that kind of execution role. Um, I think the only edge I can give to Redline is that it is the swan song of an entire like generation yeah, of yeah. anime production. Yeah. And that just adds another layer that Ghost in the Shell doesn't quite have. But let's be honest, Ghost in the Shell is also just as much of a swan song of traditional animation because it was traditionally animated. Yeah. So, you know, 
it's it's not it's not Ghost in the Shell's fault that eight years later they when they made Redline it was or sorry almost ten years later when they made Redline it was colossally fucking dead. Yeah, and again because Redline took eight years to make, actually they started making Redline in like '99. <laughs> so, whoops. So the producer also says to put this at number three. So technically we got two for two and mm-hmm. two for three. Um, I don't know if anyone's feeling like tie breaking. I mean, I'm fine with it being beneath the movies only because the movies have to do this level of depth with half the time. Yeah. But at the same time, I would say that, um, what is this like three episodes for an hour? So this is what? It's 13 episodes. Almost. It would be a four hour movie. Yeah. That's pretty long. You can yeah, get a lot done. That's in four a, that's hours. too long of a movie. Yeah, I I am fine if the angle we want to go with is that uh, Redline and Ghost in the Shell do what Paranoia Agent does with less yeah. time wise. I would just still say that Paranoia Agent uses every ounce of extra time it has to deliver more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, hey, you know what? Bloated. It's not bloated. I you know? well, no. See, I think it's bloated. I think it's just that the see, it's bloated it's the best because kind there is of too much. It's of like it. a big thick pumpkin roll. The, you know what? How about this? I want the, bloat. The density of the matter doesn't change. There's just too much of the matter. <laughs> it's a big fat <laughs> pumpkin. roll. I guess it is a pumpkin roll. Every slice of pumpkin I'm roll is with very this good. Metaphor, motherfucker. No, you know what? I, I can roll with this. Yeah, there's like ten Ogres slices. Ogres are of like roll. onions. Okay, all right. Now, now I don't know so much, but yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm still. I'll stick to three. Um, and I'm down with what you just said. I think that that works really okay. well. Um, I think I have to hold it accountable for using more time than it needs to use, despite the fact that it's good. It's yep. it is very good. Yep. Uh, this has been the most conflicted I've been about any of these so far, just because right. I, I can't. Well, I want number these. one, and you guys want number three. I think I'm pretty clearly outvoted for three, and I can be fine with that. Well, no, I mean I said two, so. Oh, you said two? I said no I less argue- than two, but honestly, I would be fine with one. So that's why I think it should go two. Oh, I think um, by by the numbers, that takes it to two, because Jay said one. Okay. So, yeah, I think literally by the numbers, that's two. <clears throat> then I think we put it... Um, it goes above Ghost in the Shell? above Ghost. Yeah, yeah that, that would be yeah. it. Yeah. But we're also talking about changing Odd Taxi to like I, know, put it up I there. think yep. I'm just... I th- What? Well, I don't really want Odd Taxi at two, but I could have Odd Taxi. I don't want Odd Taxi at seven. Christ Almighty! I I think I'm learning, and this is like definitely something I thought I understood. I like how I like this. how you're mad that Odd Taxi is seven, but on a list of amazing things. Yeah, but yeah, like, I am like, a little bit like, actually. <laughs> you, what do you? Yeah, I am. Fuck I am. It's I not am like it's, it's below it's bad. initial D at the very least. Okay, first of all, you hold your tongue. I I will not. I sir. look by the end of this. I get the sneaky suspicion that uh, Odd Taxi is going to be above initial D because <laughs> I well I don't think. <laughs> look, here's the thing. Body. I have what to over my, just over because we only watched baby. twelve. Over oh my, my god! Slugger, <laughs> just because <laughs> I I can recognize there were twenty four episodes uh, of uh, initial D and that they were clearly not done. And like <laughs> motherfuckers dragging already. Also, like if we I was we didn't the, watch the other twelve, you can't judge the other. 12 yes, I can. Because we didn't yes, watch I can. It. I absolutely can't watch can. it. Shut yes, up. That is the we that is the way it. that I don't give a fuck. You want to watch it? You no, watch I don't. It? And that's the reason why I can judge the other twelve is because no, I don't want to watch it. Whereas if you gave me another season of Odd Taxi, I would at least consider it. 
No, because I think it wrapped up. I've seen another season of Odd Taxi. It would be atrocious. It would be a money grab. That's my point. So that's the reason why. What do you mean that's your point? So you asked me, can I judge Initial D, but based on things I haven't seen? Yes, because I was good at 12, whereas I could consume more of Odd Taxi. No, Which you tells couldn't me, because it was wrapped up. Oh you wouldn't my God. get what you got. Gee, sorry, uh, this is actually a pumpkin roll that hasn't been made yet. This is called a hypothetical, Michael. Yeah, I know, and hypothetically, you wouldn't get something good. You could make more pumpkin rolls. You're right. Yeah, okay, so name all the pumpkin rolls that come out after good pumpkin rolls. I can't And then see where you're at by the numbers. What are you talking about? See where you're about? at by the numbers. I, what? I'm talking about that when that when somebody makes something good one season and then yeah. ties a bow around it, yes. you dread them coming out with another season, like yeah. Erased, and yes. they're making a second season of Erased. Are you excited for that? No. Nobody is. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but that's not always true. Okay. The, <laughs> right, like, but for instance, ma- like majority, I, yeah. majority, it's true. That's what I mean. So like, by the numbers, Odd Taxi Season 2, because it was like a complete story, wouldn't be any good. But what you can judge that is, is initial D, which has twelve hypothetical. episodes. That is a crazy I, I hypothetical. That's a crazy hypothetical. I feel like I'm not jumping off because you're here. you're like you're you're trying to do like an A B test and then going okay, let's not control for anything. Let's just assume that Odd Taxi is magically going to become worse if they do another season. Listen, and I get why you make the case. Is good. Yeah, I know. I'm saying Odd Taxi is good. It is not above initial D. I think it's above initial D. But I don't. So why not? I I just don't. I didn't initially was just I don't know it's more fun Jay, for me. Uh, sorry, I, I this is Jay. I think this is a silent bingo. Uh, I hear Michael saying that he thinks something's yeah. good, but he can't quantify why. Can I? Can I, I mean, get? If you, can if I you get want me to talk about it? I I mean, I explained it in the episode. It's I fine. Loved all of the we'll car just talk. deal with this later. I enjoyed the drifting scene. You... I enjoyed. I enjoyed <laughs> the. Fact I hope so. Scene. Yeah, there yeah, were a couple of zines. I enjoyed how in depth they got with with the cars and the parts because again, it's like one of the only things. One of the only uh, media that does that. That, that includes and Fast and Furious. Like, which I've, it makes you like cars. Which, I, which I've since Real watched cars. people just rip apart Fast and Furious scenes that try to do the same thing. So in all of like car media, like this is kind of the, the top of the line. And it was enjoyable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate it. I was surprised how much I liked Initial D. Because yeah. I thought I would just be kind of bored. But I was not. I was hyped. Yeah. All right. We can do this again later. We can try. We sure can. But in the meantime, just like the House of Representatives right now, any one person can put a new vote in for the leader of the the House. I don't know why oh, it's God. the case, but it sure is right now. <laughs> thank God. Uh, all right. Well, wait. Now hold on. Oh, geez. We got to take this out. All right. So, guys, we we've saved the the proverbial. Longest and best for last. I don't know how I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. all this. How many we episodes have... are there again? It's like ten, and each one's two hours yeah. long. Well, no, e- each one is forty-five minutes to an hour. So you're probably gonna get seven and a half, seven hours of content, probably total, maybe more. I didn't really do the math because I didn't care to. But um, if you thought <laughs> there's only ten, there's ten at forty-five minutes to an hour. Some of them got but, up to an hour. JW. <laughs> there's only that 10. is true. The 10 last to 45 okay, minutes. you're there's right. The last one is an hour and eight week. minutes, but that's beside the point. I, come on. Okay, the first one's also fifty okay. minutes. Right. Actually, only 
three of them Look, are I'm just, at or below 45. I'm just okay. giving you a heads you up. There's at least <laughs> right. a shot that by next week I might not have what amounts to Motherfucker, I swear done. to God, if you, you can, can't you only have to 10 watch hours of your life day. in seven what? days. Did you just hear what more. you just said, motherfucker? <laughs> yes, 10 hours of your life in seven days. Uh-huh. An hour a day? We'll see, bud. You don't exercise? I, what? <laughs> Like, that's what? what they tell you to do with exercise for, like, an hour Who a day. Who do you know other than yourself exercises more than... More than one Other hour people a week. Uh, who the, exercise. The jogger that runs outside and punches food. That's who. Yeah, wow. that guy. Yeah, man, yeah. He's on a yeah. tough yeah. Wow, well, I can't Louise. believe anyway, JW wants me to put join on 40 us next pounds. week where Ethan fat shames another person. I apparently do. <laughs> because if one goddamn week you can have nothing to shift around for one hour. Uh huh. Yeah, I definitely didn't shift anything around before. Well, what we'll are just you shifting? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, this has been real fun. We'll talk to you guys next week. If there's third, fuck you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Everybody, enjoy eating pumpkin rolls, and uh, we'll see you next week. I will. You initially right. ass. Bye. 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 You and that itchy trigger finger. When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Incubus.